What's up, guys? This is your girl, Coco, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Kikan with Coco. If you are new to the show, um, let me just tell you what the show is about. Basically, it is about life in general with the emphasis on relationships, because I think a lot of us have had relationships, and it's not even necessarily romantic relationships. It could be friendships, relationships with your parents. And that's what we're covering on this show. And so I have my friends come on the show and basically we just kiki about whatever the topic of the show is. And today's topic is about monogamy and is it a real thing? And I have with me today one of my friends from high school. His name is Trent. Trent, you want to say what's up? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Um, Trent and I went to high school with each other and he is currently a barber. So if you in the Chicago land area, hit him up and I'll be sure to put his information in the show description. So, um, you know, today we're going to go ahead and go into the regular scheduled programming and we do not have a hot couple this week. I think what everybody being locked in, I think everybody is doing some of the same things, you know, whether that's working, social media, Netflix, and I think everybody is kind of on the same page right now. So we just going to roll right into the hot cup of cocoa this week. And as I mentioned already, it is about monogamy and is it a real thing? So I asked Trent to be on the show because I think he has a really good perspective And I think it's good having this come from a man's perspective and not to say that women don't cheat, but I think um, it's more commonly said that men are the cheaters. And so, you know, I think it's good to have that perspective from a male and whether and how he thinks about monogamy and cheating and things of that nature. So um, you want to go ahead and like tell them about yourself and you know, why you think you have a good perspective on monogamy? Um, well, yeah. Uh, first off, I'm 32. Um, I'm a father. Three boys. Um, been in a relationship for seven years now. And I've been in plenty of relationships. Um, had some ups, had some downs, breakups. Some of them were my fault. Some of them wasn't. Um, and just throughout life, uh, you just learn a lot about people. In relationships, you learn about how things go. Sometimes there are roles. Sometimes, you know, some you just got to kill your way through. But um, it's all a good thing. It's all just to teach you a good life lesson and give you just good insight and experience where you can kind of guide someone through uh, someplace you've been. So, um, yeah, I feel like, you know, I got a lot to say about stuff like this. Okay. So what is your thought process on monogamy okay so first um in my opinion um i truly feel like monogamy is a direct commitment and choice that we make um not to say that isn't a natural thing because it isn't even if you want to go back in history and um, even back in Africa, some of the ancient Egyptians, and we were poly everything. So poly, you know, you were more than one, you had more than one. We had more than one God, more than one uh, wife, uh, if you would say. Um, but monogamy, um, it is a direct and it is a commitment that you make. It can be a very, very good thing. Um, and it's, it's been a good thing for me. Um, I've been on both sides and to be perfectly honest I probably would choose being monogamous over Mm -hmm. poly yeah okay so um speaking of like how people operate in Africa and I can only speak on my experience but when I went to Africa this past December I went to Nigeria and Ghana 
And I met an individual in Ghana. I mean, Nigeria. It was in Nigeria that I met this guy. And pretty much he was saying, like, he was married. He was he was a cool dude, showed us a good time, you know, whatever. But he was telling us he was married. But his wife was okay if he took on a second wife. And um, I know it's been said, like, you know, if you can afford to have multiple wives, then so be it. And he was definitely in a place where he could afford to have multiple wives. But I think um, just with how we operate in today's society, and I I mainly want to throw it, um, say it's in reference to Christianity, that monogamy is a thing. But... um, You know, I think maybe that's why he hadn't come across a situation where he was able to have a second wife. But like I said, just speaking to that part where you said that, you know, thinking back, looking back on our history, uh, monogamy was was not always a thing. Right. Um, Yeah, we uh, I wasn't I give monogamy to um, what I would call. Western culture, mm-hmm. meaning meaning American life, meaning the U.S., mm-hmm. uh, Western civilization, all of that. And like I say, it's 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 really not a bad thing, though it's not natural. Um, and like I said, I've been on both sides. So even in situations where, in history, it really wasn't for the male's appeal. It was kind of like a, a group thing. Uh, a lot of things were practiced in polygamy. Um, economics were at the forefront, education. You had a lot of teachers in the household. There was a lot of money coming in, uh, food, farming. So it was kind of like all hands on deck in one situation. That's kind of where the the male having an opportunity to have different women whenever he wanted was probably not even on the list if it was at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, so transferring it over to Western civilization, um, it's really not a good idea um, for Americans to kind of practice that because you get in situations where the historical reason for polygamy is not practiced in America. So mm-hmm. the guy wouldn't have it education and economics and ag- agriculture at the forefront it would be just to satisfy his own ego and have more than one woman and then you have the american woman where um, she may require a number of things to be intact before even agreeing to a polygamous lifestyle or just knowing that you know there are different personalities that you have to entertain um it's just, it's, I don't know, it, it, it kind of seems like it can be a, a stretch on the American side of it because we stray away from the historical aspect of it, uh, mm-hmm. which, leads, which leads me, in my opinion, where I'm okay. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with just satisfying one woman. But mm-hmm. um, I do understand both sides of it. Um, so um, I don't judge, I don't knock anybody for their reasons or points of view or or dispositions on this but monogamy can be a good thing so you mentioned that you've been on both sides do you care to elaborate if you want to share yeah yeah i've been on both sides and some situations on the both sides it was in someone else's opinion cheating um because there was a situation where I was practicing polygamy and the women didn't know it. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then there was some situations where um, I was able to entertain multiple women and uh, they were um, for a small time okay with it until it kind of blew up because I wasn't able to afford that. I was way, I was younger. So I thought I was just going out being a player and all of that. So didn't really work out, but it always kind of works out when you practice polygamy and they don't know it. Is you kind of <laughs> get, you kind of get, get your chance to weave around and see what you can get away with. Um, the only way you can kind of get away with it now in America is really having a lot of money, or mm-hmm. even even the woman that wouldn't stand for being cheated on may comply 
in a polygamous relationship, if you're just being honest and if you can, so to say, uh, have the capacity to bag it up. Uh, but me and my experiences, um, um, outside of being young, being a player, um, the time that the women knew about it, uh, it was it was really short. Didn't really last long because um, I wasn't in a situation where I could do anything with some teenage stuff. So I'm not even really going to give that the full definition of being in a polygamous situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess the both sides I've been on um, would be just entertaining multiple women and just entertaining one. Mm-hmm. So just to clarify, there was a relationship that you were in that you were allowed, you both were allowed to date outside the relationship. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. A long time ago. A long time ago. And you said that um, in the end, y'all realized y'all just wanted to be in a relationship with each other. Yeah. And then that really didn't work out because what you learn is you'll agree to things from a a point of interest, not necessarily taking into account the reality of it. Mm-hmm. So you may you may just agree to it because of knowing what you'll be able to do. But the reality of it, you know, it may be a time where mm. the, the person you want to be out with isn't available, but your partner's other person is available. So they're gone and you're stuck. I don't know. It's kind of like a mismatch where we don't really focus on the reality of what we kind of put our interests on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it kind of backfired. That's that's what we kind of did. Um, like I said, I was young, high school. Um, I thought I had a lot of a lot of clout, so I felt like I could pull something like that off. Mm-hmm. Until uh, the reality hit me, where you know she was able to kind of exercise what she wanted to as well, and it really wasn't nothing that uh, that I kind of liked. So. That kind of let me know that I don't know if that was something that I can equally and fairly agree to. So it's really not my thing. So I will say I have played with the idea of a polygamous um, relationship, but it literally came on the wake of ending a relationship and just feeling so hurt and being like, I don't ever want to allow somebody to have that type of power over how I feel. And so I felt like maybe, and then just being in that relationship, feeling like, you know, there were other people that I wanted to see, but of course I could not. And, um, you know, just wondering like, was monogamy a real thing? Because I struggled with feeling like that was the only person that I wanted to be with. You know what I'm saying? And, so, I'm, I mean, I never entered into a polygamous relationship, but because I wasn't ready to be in a relationship, period, after that. But um, I've watched some documentaries of people who've had polygamous relationships. And um, when I think about the overarching um, concept behind it, it's not something I don't think it's necessarily something that I could do whether it be like, okay, we're together, like we're the main couple, but then we each date outside that relationship. And then you have those relationships where you're all in a relationship together. And then I think just being conditioned to feel like I I should only be with one person is just like, well, I don't want to share my man with somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Because then, like, and I have a... I'm not going to say a possessive personality, but um, one that likes to be in control. And in my head, if I was to be in a polygamous relationship, I would be the head honcho in charge. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, you is nobody. Like, you not going to tell me nothing. Like, (laughs) you you just the added factor into this relationship. And, um... I think going into it with that mindset is definitely not what the concept of being in a polygamous relationship is. But the thoughts of wondering, was monogamy real 
because I had feelings that I wanted to be with other people outside of that relationship is what made me wonder those things. Now, see, even even being a monogamous and being in a monogamous relationship, the thought of wanting to be with somebody else, um, I guess that kind of still goes in the line in the column of being monogamous. Mm-hmm. Even while you're still in a relationship, even if you want to say it was cheating or you stepped out or whatever, um, it's kind of still like a, a monogamous situation. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you can still, um, I don't think it's a, uh, a teeter in the line type of thing. Um, I think it's like a, a clear cut decision if you know uh, whether you want to be monogamous or polygamous. But like you were saying, um, situations where I knew I wasn't okay with was, like you say, being um, intimate with your partner while in a polygamous or open relationship, then they going out and you going out, being with somebody else. And I don't know, it's really not not the best thing that I would kind of be able to go with, so... But I will I will say that when you do choose to be in a relationship, it's a conscious effort to choose yeah. that person every day because yeah. there are always going to be temptations. And maybe that's what that was while I was in a relationship. Maybe it was just a temptation. And of course, I didn't act on those temptations. But, um, you know, just the constant temptation that somebody is out there in your ear, in your inbox, you know, because people are d- hitting the DM, you know, even though you could publicly be like, I'm in a relationship and then boom, somebody is messaging you like, yo, what's up? I've been thinking about you. And you just like, where was you at when I was single? Like, huh? <laughs> like, where is this coming from? So I can definitely... um like I said, maybe just chalk it up to it was the temptation that um, that was just hitting me during that time frame or whatever. And just making a conscious effort to be like, I choose to be with this person. So um, with that being said, with the constant temptations that we get, because it's so easy to be tempted, because not only do you have the people that you interact with on a daily basis or just somebody that you randomly meet in passing, but you also have social media that plays a factor into having the accessibility to flirt with people and things of that nature. So in your experience, um, how has cheating <laughs> played out for you? Um, or temptation, and, rather. Um, well, I mean, I, I've experienced both. Um, so in my experience, cheating is... Um, I always felt like whenever I was doing something outside the relationship, I always felt like I was being neat, being clever, covering up my tracks, so to say, because I really didn't want to give off any obvious hints. Um, So it's never really backfired, in my opinion. I would always say, even when you're cheating, um, what you find out is at the end of sex or whatever you're doing, it's like something to come over you where you'll kind of tell yourself, I really didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, just being, you know, the type of person you are, the way you move, the way you act, the way you operate, um, that's really just going to determine how you move and I can operate through whatever you're doing. So, like I said, you may be smooth, you could be neat, well, not messy, not obvious, not leaving, you know, any any tracks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the cheating part of it, you can kind of do, you can kind of get away with. But then I guess you just have to deal with that morality factor. You know, uh, did I have to do this or should I have done it? Is it okay? Is it cool? And that's just, you know, certain little demons that you deal with. 
And then the temptation side is kind of like the same thing. Should I, um, you know, um, it's a lot being a barber, um, being, you know, a young man, a father, um, taking care of kids. Um, you get a lot um, because a lot of women out here really don't get a chance to see the type of man I've chosen to be on display and all of the type of men that they encounter. So when they come across, and I, I feel like I'm, I, you know, I'm a regular person. You know, I just go to work, work hard, take care of my family, take care of my kids. Um, but through life, I've grown to find out that that behavior is rare. And um, a lot of women um, have have come and experienced a lot of knuckleheads and a lot of irresponsible people, men rather. So when they see somebody, you know, doing what they got to do, like myself. Um, it is an over-attraction, along with, you know, I'm um, 6'2", um, like 240, you know, nice slender, still got a little muscle on me, a little bit, facial hair, um, you know, nice teeth, so, you know, all of the <laughs> elements, all of the elements that go into play. So, um, you, you know, you get tempted a lot, mm. but it's um you do just have to learn to fight that temptation because like i said the morality all of that starts to play in and it's like you know um is it worth the trouble is it worth the struggle is it worth the hassle um being a cheater from a male's perspective is you'll kind of spend a lot of money versus being a the recipient a female receiving mm. receiving the the gifts the dates and all of that so it's like is it worth it? Why you get tempted from, you know, these nice women, you know, nice face, nice shape and everything. Is it worth the money? Is it worth the time? Is it worth the risk? Is it worth the um, the change in my schedule? So um, what I deal with is I don't necessarily deal with getting caught or those types of things. I deal with the aftermath because I see down the road. I'm a chess player, so I don't, I don't just look at the situation. I look at after the situation. How is it gonna affect later? Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes you tell yourself, you know, yeah, you look nice and all of this, but it's not worth it. I'm gonna feel the same way. Um, you know, you're offering me the same thing I can get at home, or the same thing I can do for myself. You know, whatever. So it's like mm-hmm. after any way. You um, reach and bust a nut, you kind of still feel the same. So, yeah, the, t- the temptation part of it be like, nah, so not worth it. Yeah. The the one time I cheated, it definitely did not play out so well for me. Um, I did end up getting caught, and and it wasn't um, it it wasn't because. Because of me per se, it ended up being the other individual that got me caught up. Um, But in that situation, what drove me to do it was, and and just to give you some, some like reference to the time frame this was, um, I was like 21, 22 years old, so young, so still not. Like, still making knee-jerk decisions based off of emotions. And mm-hmm. um, at the time, there was so much uncertainty in the relationship that I was in. And, of course, not getting the attention that I wanted from the person I was in a relationship with. And then, um, of course, it's always somebody in your inbox messaging you like hey trying to see you you know whatever and for and for a while I played it off like nah I'm good you know whatever and then one day my dude had just pissed me off enough where I was just like I'm done I'm tired of you you know whatever and I went and did what I did and come to find out this person knew a mutual friend of my guy and I and Went back and told him, and then, of course, he told my dude, and that's how I got caught up. But, um, you know, the aftermath of that situation 
was devastating because of course the person I was in a relationship with I was super in love with and even prior to making the decision to cheat I was in a place where I felt just super hurt and you know it was just like you don't want to spend time with me cool it's somebody else out there that want to spend time with me like I'm gonna go spend time with that person and that's how it happened And afterwards, of course, once he found out about it, it definitely, um, he broke up with me. You know, he was like, I don't want to be bothered with you no more. It's always something with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, at that time in my life, my life was full of drama. So it was just, he he was like, it's always something with you. And I'm just tired of dealing with it. And, um, you know, eventually he came back around. I mean, it was only a couple of days, but a couple of days passed and he was like, you know, I want to work it out. And we, we worked it out. It lasted maybe another, maybe six months, but that six months that we continued forward, it was just, it was still iffy. You know what I'm saying? Because in the back of his mind, he told me one time, you make me feel like an option. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because he felt like that, we were never going to progress to anything, you know, so, um, to anything more than what we were. So, you know, as time passed and just entering, you know, different situations, different relationships, for me, it was just like this one moment could ruin everything that we've had going on. And that's what's kept me from, you know, cheating at this point, like making the conscious decision, like if I've chosen to be in this relationship, I'm choosing my relationship, you know, um, because the aftermath of it is just not worth it. Like, yeah, I could get away with it, but it's, I feel like it's always, it will always be something in the back of my mind. Like you cheated. You know what I'm saying? My conscience would probably weigh very heavy on me. Um, just because I know what it's like, to be cheated on. And I think it hits men harder when it happen when they're the ones being cheated on, you know? Right. Like I think a woman will will take a man back and forgive and move on, but it's different for men. It's like he may come back, but if he hasn't made the the conscious effort to move past it, like you're going to forever be in a standstill in that moment. Yes, yeah, it's, it's tough. Um it's tough. Guys, they stay. Guys leave with cheating for whatever for different reasons. So it's really not even a, a set answer or a set a set thing, a set response for how guys will respond to cheating. Um, the way I am, me, uh, I like to stay balanced and fair. And I also like to keep a dose of reality with things. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of making sure you know your partner. Um, if I know I'm out here doing, you know, whatever I want to do, you know, doing wrong, doing, if my behavior is inconsistent with a relationship, if I were to find out that my lady was behaving the same way, mm-hmm. um, it would be a hard pill to swallow. But you would just have to swallow that. You have to be fair. It's like, it's common sense. Um, even though the species are different, it all ties into monogamy. Being, a, being in a relationship, you chose this relationship. Nobody told you you had to be with this person. Nobody said you had to be with this person outside of you. So if mm-hmm. you, chose, you chose all of this, then you should kind of assume the behavior that goes with it. Um but like I said, it's a it's not naturally in the so it is a it's a commitment. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure that you are you know making those necessary decisions. But like I said, if you get caught, uh guys do tend to act different than what a woman would. But to those situations, I guess I would say the love may be different. You know, a lot of times guys may not have really been in love or may never really love that person 
if, especially if you know you cheated and you've done wrong, and the, the second you find out that it's happened to you, then it's over. You know, then I don't really know if the love is really there, um, or if you're being right, or if you're being fair with yourself. Situations where somebody cheats and you're not cheating, I don't know. I guess you can kind of see how how thick the love is. Like, can you get past this? Is it, you know, I don't know. Um, a lot of situations, a lot of cheating situations, they are also isolated incidents. They have to be treated as a situational point because even on the show, cheaters, um, <laughs> when the person gets busted or whatever, you know, they start to let out different reasons for you know what made this happen oh you weren't there oh you don't do this for me oh we don't have money oh he was here for me it was something so it was like you kind of i don't know you kind of get the truth once you find out what it is you have to know your partner and uh, i don't know you just got to be fair got to be real and you also have to have a good definition and understanding on what cheating is. Mm-hmm. That's something that you and your partner, um, I feel it's important that y'all get that understood because I have some friends where their wives and girlfriends and, and, and partners feel like because you look at or like another woman's picture, these Instagram models, or you like Another woman's ass. That's inappropriate. That's not right. That can be considered as cheating. Different relationships have their own sensitivity line or lenience on what that is. So I feel like to even begin to to see where the foul is, you kind of got to set that bar on what is the foul. So I don't know. Everybody got their own definition of what cheating is. Um, everybody as individuals are going to act and respond differently and do whatever they feel they want. Mm-hmm. So you just got to have some set communication. So I know for me, when I try and put into a box of what I think cheating is, um, of course, the physical acts of having sex with someone else is cheating. Um I think actively pursuing someone else is cheating. Um, as, uh, and, I, and I think this is where it gets a little tricky. Like your spouse communicating with someone else, like just via text on the phone, but they never physically like link up or anything like that. I guess you could look at it as they're creating an emotional tie with someone but I don't think I necessarily view that as cheating. Now, I mean, if they doing talking a certain way in these conversations or, you know, it's, I guess they stimulate in each other in some kind of way sexually, then it, I think that's when I would consider it cheating. But if you just communicating with somebody, I don't think that's cheating. So my whole definition and my my thought process on cheating is, I guess, kind of your thought process. Mm-hmm. Um, it all depends on the aftermath, the the your intent. Um, what did you want to get from this? What what was the 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 the, the meaning behind it? Um, so even cheating, even if you know someone. If a male cheats on his lady or a lady cheats on their, their guy, um, you kind of have to break down that that portion of it. Um, is that person cheating on me or is that person cheating on themselves? You can, what's cheating? You know, then you have to ask yourselves with a cheating ruler, whose ruler are we measuring with? What's cheating? Am I cheating on myself? If I know I'm struggling, with monogamy because I know monogamy isn't a natural thing and um, there's a saying you know if you're not married you're single if you're not married you know if you don't have none of these obligational um, things going on outside of verbiage um, 
you know, what's cheating? You have to then get an understanding. Like I said, well, what's behind it? You can, you can, you can, you can do something with another person, come back in, and to an extent, my opinion is you cheating once you begin to lie about your whereabouts or lie about what you did. Um, because I always feel like you can be open, and when you're open, the relationship tends to grow. Good things can come out of it. Mm-hmm. But the cheating, in my opinion, to an extent, and that doesn't necessarily mean this is all of what I mean, what cheating is, but a lot of it is the intent, the aftermath. Mm-hmm. You know, so not necessarily the act is you can get past that, but you lied about it. You know, I asked you, gave you a chance to talk about it. You lied, you covered it up, you protected this. You know, it's like the actions afterward says that you're cheating because now you're conforming to a different character and behavior that you weren't in when you were doing that act. You're a different person now. Mm-hmm. So now now we see the problem. Now this is something that we have to recognize and break down and fix. Does that make sense? Yeah. I definitely think any couple can recover from cheating, but like you said, it just comes down to get into the root cause of why the person cheated. And as I mentioned before, giving it a conscious effort to forgive. Um, because I feel like only when only when you truly forgive is when you can move forward. And right. if you don't truly forgive, you can't you're not going to be able to move forward. Um, so even in, I didn't mean to cut you off, even in my previous experiences or when I did move outside of the relationship, it was never, um, and I made sure of it, it was never because of something that the current partner wasn't doing. Mm -hmm. Um, that was never, you know, um, an approach I always led with. Uh, I have a sales background where even in sales, you really don't slam the competition. That's kind of kind of a bad thing. You kind of lose the sale that way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you get the sale off the greed factor. Everybody wants to be treated, you know, the same way or a good way or just you being who you are, being honest, being truthful. Um, so what always, I guess, worked for me was just being honest, being up for it. That way you don't, you don't have to remember anything. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> you tell and, one lie, you got to remember the lie for forever. Right. And, you know, me, I smoke and drink. So it's like, I don't really have time to remember a lie. And then if I know if I'm lying, then mm-hmm. that's when I began to cheat. Yeah. I literally you know? can't remember what happened five minutes ago sometimes. So I definitely ain't going, after time passed, I ain't going to remember a lot that I didn't told some time ago, you know. Exactly. So, so for me, it's just like, and I don't smoke. I drink, but I ain't no heavy drinker. So it's just like it's not. It's not in my best interest <laughs> to be lying to folks. Like I realized a long time ago, if my mama can catch me up in the lie, anybody can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and then it's and then it's just that that the reciprocity factor, the, the balance, that being fair. Do you want to be lied to? You know? Mm-hmm. And I don't really take it too well when I get lied to, so I try not to lie. Well, I don't lie at all. So mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you can do little white lines. Oh yeah, the food was good, or <laughs> oh yeah, that, oh yeah, that looks nice, but mm-hmm. when it's time and then, and then you know. So it's really not a a way to tell the wrong lie. You know when it's time to be honest, be real. So, okay. Yeah. So I I enjoyed this conversation, um, getting a male's perspective on cheating, and of course, like my experience with cheating or whatever. And I think that this conversation is a good segue into the listener letter this week. So I'm so excited! I got my first Ask Coco question. 
And I thought this would definitely be a good question for you to help give some insight to for this person. Okay. And so it comes from, his name is Tommy. He says, Dear Coco, I recently moved away from my now ex-girlfriend and we're broken up because of my move. Prior to breaking up, she came to visit and I could tell things were kind of off. Shortly after she left, she broke up with me saying she couldn't do the distance. Since we've been broken up, she has been telling me she misses me and wishes we could be together and all that type of stuff. She later told me she met someone else and that's why we couldn't get back together. Now she's telling me she's pregnant. It could be mine or it could be the new guys. And I told her we could be together if there was no child present. What do you think I should do? I want to be with her. I feel I love her unconditionally. So my thought process is, well, first, him being like, we could be together if no child is present. Like, that's not your call to make. You know, um, you can't tell a woman what to do with her body. So that's one thing I don't agree with. And if you say you love her unconditionally, you would accept her and that child if it comes to be that that child is not yours. Yeah, um, that is a tough situation. Um, Yeah, I also don't agree with what he said when he said... Uh, we can be together if there was no child because that is solely the woman's right to choose and, you know, whatever she's going to do with the baby, that's her sole option, 100%. Um, but if there is a percentage and chance that he could be the father of that baby, if he knows he loves her and if he loves her like he says it is unconditionally, then it would kind of be a no-brainer as to what the next steps would be if that's my baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, so what did you think if the baby not his? If the baby not his, then, you know, that guy that she was with, that she broke up with me for, should be able to be everything that she needs him to be and be the father that she needs him to be. And I probably would not be able to have that kind of relationship with her anymore. Um, mm-hmm. and I, you know, and, you know, to me, you, you know, you showed your hand and um, you moved accordingly. So it's kind of best that I do the same, especially if that's not my baby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm not really, not really sure what I can do for you then if we're not together and that's not my baby. Mm-hmm. I, don't really care, I don't really care if you miss me. So I, I also want to key in on another part of the letter and basically he was saying like she's still in communication with him telling him that she misses him and she wants to be with him and all that type of stuff and so to me I feel like maybe he should cut off communication with her because Mm -hmm. it's causing confusion Mm -hmm. he should cut off communication and a situation like that then she probably begun to see the separation between the two. And it may not have been in uh, the current guy's favor. Mm-hmm. Which made her miss him and want to be with him and all of that. Maybe it was something the new guy couldn't or wasn't doing or wasn't able to do, wasn't able to be. Maybe, you know, it's a bunch of different factors. Well, I feel like when something like that plays out, the only factor is probably she saw that separation mm-hmm. where she where she thought, you know, that graph would be green and it wasn't. Yeah. And now she in the situation. Right. So, you know, that's something you kind of have to go through yourself and play out. Mm hmm. Yeah. So just to kind of like. So I'd, I if I were in her shoes, I would want to figure out what I had going on before I decided to be with anybody. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like if she came to him and was like, I want to be with you, he would do it. Now, me personally, I wouldn't. But I feel like 
because he he says he loves her unconditionally that if she came back and said I want to be with you he would be with her and then the I don't know about the other dude of course but I think that um it don't I mean of course I don't know what her relationship is like with him and I don't think either does this person but to me, I feel like if you come into me knowing that you got something with somebody else and you're constantly telling me, I want to be with you, you know, whatever, whatever, like mm-hmm. maybe she don't necessarily want to be with that person. Right. And I, for one, am not a fan of the idea of being with somebody just for a baby. Mm-hmm. So even if I was in her shoes, even if it was to come out like it was the new guy's baby, Maybe I wouldn't choose to be with him, but co-parent with him. And like I said, just get figure out myself and figure out what it is that I needed to do for me and my child. And if it comes back around that me and you, like the old guy, could get back together and that that's what I wanted and you were open to it, then yeah, but techni- all in all, I think she really needs to get her personal self together before she make any decision about being with either one of them. Yeah, and what I would tell the guy is, um, um, especially if, you know, it's not a baby of yours, regardless of what you told her, actions and everything else prove that that love that you say is unconditional may not be that. You mm-hmm. may be you may be, you may be the type of person that you just give your all in relationships, and then that that doesn't necessarily mean unconditional. Um, being that type of person that you are, you could you could have a cutoff point, mm-hmm. um, and having to even ask what you should do or being at a crosswords on what you should do, kind of proves that you have the cutoff point and you're not at that unconditional level. So, um, if you're able to get out of that situation with no baby, then just totally wipe your hands, start over, um, look for the type of person that you thought you had, and just you know stay who you are, um, and then just you know keep your head up. Mhm. So I, like I said, I think communication should be cut off and really just take a step back from the situation. Later on, if the situation comes back around, then really evaluate how you feel and really take into consideration what unconditional means. Right. You know, Um, because I, I think we all want to believe that we love people unconditionally. Right. But when it's all said and done, I think we love with conditions. And we say these things off of pure emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, it may be a high time in a relationship where you may feel like you can say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. And I think, I feel like there are only two instances where unconditional love is a real thing. And of course, I think that is with a parent-child relationship. And because no matter what the child does, the parent is going to love them unconditionally. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and for those relationships who have really tested the concept of, you know, like the things you say when you get married, you right. know, through sickness and health, you know, what whatever the, those words are. I think when your relationship has been tested test it based on those words and you make it, you know, you make it through it. Um, I think that is unconditional love. Yeah. I, I don't even think there's a separation because even with children, um, I feel like the main thing that, that you're able to get to an unconditional point is just through time and effort. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it takes time to even build that type of love. And then in that time, what are you doing? What are you doing in that time? How are you bonding? What are you, how are you, um, how are you disagreeing? How are you making up? How are you, you know, how are you just coping with the ins and outs and ups and downs? Because even in a biological standpoint of kids, you know, 
uh, Marvin Gaye was killed by his father. You know, true. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and then you know, you have fathers abandoning their kids, mothers abandoning their kids. So you really can't even give it to just being naturally biological. Mm-hmm. It all comes with just time and effort. And the main thing with that time is the effort. They kind of mm-hmm. play hand in hand. They play hand in hand. Well, I feel like the effort is the heart of it, and the time is the brain of the whole body of building the relationship to get to that unconditional standpoint because you could even spend time with somebody and, and not love them unconditionally or not even be in love. You see a lot of people that have been, been in relationships um, 10 years, 15 years, and never really been in love. You know, they may have been circumstantially put together or whatever, but mm-hmm. through, t- through time and effort, I feel like that's how you reach in a conditional standpoint. True. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, Tommy, I think between Trent and I, the consensus is take a step back and if it comes back around, evaluate how you feel in that moment and really think about what unconditional means. Because she's going to come back around with a baby and Mm -hmm. it could be yours and it could be not. And if you love her unconditionally, you will accept her and her baby regardless if if you are the father or not. So um, I appreciate you writing in. I appreciate you listening. Um, And like I said, that was our first listener letter, Ask Coco letter. So thank you for that. And that is it for the Ask Coco. And Trent, I want to say thank you for coming on this episode. I think it was a really good conversation that we had, like always. And, um, you know, I'll go ahead and drop his Instagram information on the episode description and you can follow him. And like I said earlier, if you are in the Chicago area, check him out. Trent, you want to let them know where they can find you at? Um, Yes. Uh, First, I want to thank you for having me on the show. If you are in the Chicagoland area, I am at Elite Clientele, Bar Harbor Shop, 136 West Siblings in Dalton. Um, You can always reach me on my social media, Trent the Truth. Uh, You can hit me, contact me up there anytime I'm always available. Hit me up. All right, guys, so that is going to cut it for this week's episode. Again, I thank you guys for tuning in. If you want to ask Coco a question, you can go to my Instagram and hit the email button and the email will come straight to my email. Or you can email the email, which is kikianwithcocopie at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for next week's episode. Bye.